Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. gentlemen and welcome to episode 198 of getting it out podcast that was democles with bodies get bored and you know what i bet bodies do get bored just lying around there and uh this is my favorite band from norway i can say that with confidence i love everything they do and this song bodies get bored is no different. I got news from them recently that they signed to Vinter Records and will have a new record coming out through Vinter in uh, February 2022. So be on the lookout for that. The album will be called Nights Come Alive and they're already actually at work on writing and recording the follow-up to that album. This band has a crazy work ethic. They put out so much 
so much cool new music, it's actually hard to keep up with. Demacles out of Norway. Okay, so what's happening on this episode of the podcast, episode 198 of Getting It Out Podcast? Well, I've got an interview with Heath Rave of Lotus Thrones. Lotus Thrones is technically a solo project, and Heath talked to me all about that and all sorts of other stuff. And it was a pleasure to have a conversation with the guy, and uh, I'm going to share it with you now. But first, let's do the best crossover thrash band that exists in New Jersey right now ever, and that is Hot Zone with the Getting It Out podcast intro. Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? I said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. It's a hardcore podcast. I said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Chicken. Make family out of friends. Make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family. Make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said, all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We will be getting it in. Why are you getting it out? Get it out! Alright motherfuckers, you're in the right place at the right time. Rest in peace, J Money, and LFTW forever! So, hey, how's it going? I, I, so, you anybody, like, it's a bit um I see about Gorace Back nah I can tell Wabatio Are you even paying attention to what I'm saying? Because I'm not saying anything. I just wanted to see if you were listening. That was just a test. I apologize because I'm not good at tests either. But uh you know tests are necessary. We need to know we need to know things. We need to know where we measure up against uh, some kind of standard that matters, right? So that was just a test. Great way to start this episode. I promise no more tests. I guess it was more of a pop quiz. You didn't know it was coming, huh? And it wasn't didn't really matter. It's not going to weigh heavily in your final grade. So it was just a pop quiz. Pop quiz. Surprise. Usually you say that before the pop quiz, maybe. But whatever. You know what I'm saying. You did great, all right? Speaking of doing great, I am not kidding. My, my across-the-street neighbor, who I don't like at all, is currently on the roof of his house, leaf-blowing the leaves off of it. This guy is crazy. He's obsessed with this. And uh, I'm not going to lie. If he falls right now, and I'm recording this as I'm talking, uh, you'll you hear like a, oh, my God. And then maybe I'll go check on him. But, uh, you know. Let's see what happens. So far, he's doing okay. He's uh, he's an older fella, so you know, does it necessary? People like this exist, right? That they're gonna go up to the roof in the middle of fall. Hey, man, it's it's November fifth right now as I'm recording. November fifth. You got a lot of trees. We got a lot of trees in this neighborhood. This is not the end of the leaves on your roof. Is not. Is it necessary to go up there right now? I mean, you are all more than welcome to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, almost all the time. As long as it doesn't involve children. But uh, I don't think you should go up there at your advanced age and leaf blow the roof. That is so ridiculous and stupid. I love it. I hope he does it more. He's going down to the second level now. 
you know, I just heard the, the leaf blower going outside of my house. I was like, oh, that sucks. I'll wait until that's over before I start recording. And then I saw that he's on the roof. And I'm like, well, I want to fucking record something in case something exciting happens. I got to catch it. And it doesn't look like anything exciting is going to happen. But, you know, he's done already. But for a minute there, boy, was that fun. I bet you could feel it too, huh? Nothing like listening to a guy watch another guy leaf blow his roof. All right, sit back down. I know you're on the edge of your seat. Sit back down, relax. On this episode, as I mentioned before, I have an interview with Heath Rave from Lotus Thrones. Earlier in the year, he released a Lovers in Wartime record. And today, he put out Autumnal. I think that's how you say it. That's probably close enough. Anyway, this song that I'm going to play for you now is called Ghost Forest. It's the first track on the record, and I think you're going to enjoy it. And then you're going to listen to the conversation with Heath and I.
Hey, Dan. Hey, Heath. How you doing? Hey. I'm, a, I'm finishing a taco. <laughs> well, take your time. Finish that taco. Give it the, give it the no, respect no, no, it deserves. No, this is my third taco. I did, I showed it no respect. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> like you should. Or as you it was no more special. I just want the taco to know that's not even as special as the first taco. And I just destroyed his life. <laughs> well done. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Anyway. Yeah. So I didn't ask you. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm just chilling. Uh, uh, let's see. You did uh, some pretty cool. I have a, I have a, I'm lucky enough that I got a kindergarten job early on in my life. So I just. I color pictures on people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I did, I did, I got to do a demon coming out of some knives today and a pretty cool traditional rose. So like, that's why I'm like, bro, you can be pissed off about your fucking job, man, because mine's stupid. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all right. So <clears throat> honestly, what is, what is having a job that I'm going to assume you love? Like, what is that like? Incredible. Like you go through, I mean, now that I'm like 41, um, and I like, um, I don't, you know, like just before I quit Wolfhammer, like I was definitely in a really bad fucking way. So I was probably pretty like petty and took a lot of it for granted. But after I turned my life around, I realized that like, you know, I was 15 years in then too. And I'm like, man, this shit's awesome, dude. It's cool. Like, (laughs) like. You get a lot of, you go through your periods of where you're like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to tap this stupid, whatever little thing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, man, I just made money off this really easy thing that I had to print off and put on them (laughs) and I made it and it's a fucking, it's a tattoo and that's pretty cool. Like, you know, that's sick, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's in, it's it's re- you know it allows me to like in the mornings I work on Lotus Thrones you mm-hmm. know if I don't have to draw because I prefer to draw in the morning for some reason I try to draw at night but then if I don't have anything I can work on Lotus Thrones in the morning and then again at night when I get home you know um, and uh, I can like I think um, I don't know it's all encompassing I get to like getting to live as a creative is such a fucking privilege dude and I know it so yeah. I just, uh, I think whatever it is I'm supposed to think every day and kiss my daughter and my wife and make some shit. It's fun. That's awesome. And that, that really does sound like the dream to me. Like, I just don't get me wrong. I'm not, uh, me and my, my wife, my family, we're, we're not hurting for anything, right? We do, we do fine. We, I live a pretty, pretty nice privileged life myself. Just, you know, we got here ourselves, but, um, but the idea, but but we but we have jobs we don't like. You know what I mean? Like there's still that yeah, like totally, you spend your day totally. doing some bullshit that you don't necessarily want to do. Some days obviously worse than others. But I but I ask you that because I and uh, I, I talked to a friend of mine who's in a pretty successful uh, band that they he lives off of his band right. And uh, when okay, he, cool. yeah. when, he, when he first had his kid, I was talking to him and I was like, "Isn't it great? Like, isn't?" Is, doesn't it make everything else seem like it sucks? Like, like because that's how I felt when, when my daughter was born. It was like every everything else is just like doesn't compare at all. And he was like, yeah, you no, know. True. Well, he, he was like, yeah, you know. But I also like I have like the coolest job on earth, and I get to tour the world and play music, and that is really cool too. And he's like, so it's not yeah. like it's not like as like he's like I hate to say that like it's not. You know, he wasn't he wasn't saying 
one is better than the other. He was just saying, but this thing is, this is really awesome too. And so it's not like, yeah, I don't know. And it was an interesting perspective. Like, yeah, okay. I get it. I got, yeah. You know, that's the thing is like, so like I um, still like now I can't imagine going back to touring. I don't know how I'd do it. I definitely have friends that I could hire for it or whatever, but like, it just doesn't sound appealing. Like even like, like today, like I, you know, I work late three or four days a week and I miss like bath time and fucking stories or her just being a complete fucking psycho at the end of the night, you know, (laughs) which, and like, and like that shit's still cool. Do you know what I mean? Like I miss that shit, dude. So sometimes it's like, I've found a really good balance now, but, um, try to make it home early most nights and then we have a whole day together where it's just her and i on wednesdays we just that's like my day with her my wife works that day we just like her and i go do whatever the fuck we want all day that's so, awesome that's yeah. awesome how yeah. old is she four and a half for us so that's like the that's like the perfect years like my i have we have 14 and eight and uh and like when i when i look at and they're both girls and when i look at like pictures or videos from like those three, four, even five. It's like, man, they were they were like perfect back then. Like, like not that there's anything wrong with them now. You know what I mean? Well, no, no, there's plenty wrong with them. They're fucking brats, but you know, like, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. But like, there's plenty wrong with there's plenty wrong with them then too. They're yeah, fucking, I, I, like, I know. They have, they, their cerebral frontal cortex isn't developed yet, so they have no idea how to grasp emotions. So they're insane, dude. Well, that goes on know? for like a really still, long time. But <laughs> but they're still, you know, like beautiful and incredible. It's this age is cool because they like you see their minds like fucking firing on all cylinders, dude. It's just like this. You can see the synapses are like starlight in their eyes, and it's fucking magical, dude. Well, like, what's what's also so cool. awesome about that is that you can see that, and then they can articulate it as best they can to you as well. Like they can they can communicate with you. That's like when they're totally. finally, finally able to like when you when you when you start having conversations with them, and you're like, holy shit. I mean, they're basic conversations, but they're, it's, it's, you know, you wait their whole life to do that and then it's there. Yeah. And there's this, indi- they're an individual, you yeah, know, yeah. like, like they're this individual soul or person, like I, and you're like, whoa, you're, you're, you are you, you know, like there's a little bit of mom and there's a little bit of me, but you are definitely you, you know, and right. that's just blows your mind, dude. It's, it's the coolest, that's the coolest job I've ever, it's like trying to like navigate on how to you know make sure that this this person is fed and clothed and is happy and is learning you know like that's so fulfilling yeah was that was that a um and i I don't mean to be all personal like this but was that an easy adjustment for you to get into that parent mode totally because at the time like i didn't no we can be personal you can you can put all this on there Uh, this is cool dude like uh, yeah yeah um like, I mean, we can get to metal bullshit later. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, uh, so my wife and I kind of reverse engineered our relationship. We decided to have a kid. We, we were like, let's have a kid after we had bought a house. And then we got it. Nice. So, like, I was, I, I like, we, I think we decided to go off birth control at a nail show. <laughs> or, like, at, I think, I think we were having lunch, or, like, it was a nails matinee show back when we lived in Chicago. Yeah. And, like, they played across the street from the shop there. And after that, we went to Kuma's and they, and, like, she was like, yeah, let's go for this. Cause I think I said something like, I think I made a, a joke about it after, actually, after an obituary show. Um, cause 
Skeleton Witch was out with Obituary, and Adam, that was in Wolfhammer with me, he's the singer for Skeleton Witch now. We were out with them, and we got we partied it out and came home, and I'm like, we should make a baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so trans, I was just, like, ready for it and stoked. Um, yeah, I was f- fucking all about it. That's awesome. Um, I was still kind of, like... That's the the thing is that like I'd gotten clean just before I met my wife, but I still drank. And then about my 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 daughter was about three months old, and there was just some things that needed to change. So I um that's when I, I and I grew up in hardcore, and I tried I you know because back in the day at the bottom of my first beer was my cocaine dealer's phone number. Like I was bad, dude. So like I managed to make a year and a half or so of just being able to drink but i get really dark and do dark shit so like i like um i tried meetings before i've tried all that shit you know and like i grew up with straight edge with straight edge friends and they always showed me the respect and i've always loved the music so i was just like you know what i'm gonna fucking make the promise to myself because it that's the only thing that because i have to hold myself accountable to like not be a piece of shit you know what i mean so like I like yeah I'm probably the only person that claims straight edge at 37, but I actually think that I have better reasons for it than most kids do. You know what I mean? I think so. better than a, than a 16 year old with no life experience. Yeah, I mean not that that's a bad move. Not that that's a bad move by any means, but you know like yeah yeah yeah. No, but but for me it was more about like like for them it's like some you know like people need an inclusive group. For me it was like I was thinking about like and I do I have that and I have friends that have been you know like. And all, I think all my straight edge friends that even have been straight edge for like 20 years were all, all recovered actually. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, I have a community with it, you know, and it's not, I don't know. I, I respect it. And I think it like, there's, I, it means the world to me. Like that should save like hard. Once again, hardcore is music, punk metal. Like it saved my life, you know, like, and it's allowed me to still continue to be like a good father been a good good in my career and responsible you know yeah like i think that the, i i pulled something out of music for that you know in a more i everyone looks at it in such a trite way and it kind of is it's a little silly you know but i think i found a more like spiritually pure version of it for myself in my adulthood well that's that's now obviously and all that's great and i love hearing that but where where just for the sake of the conversation where did it all start for you Okay, yeah, this, yeah, because I went back, I've been listening to a few, so are you talking about for music? Like, where did heavy music start for me? Yeah. You want to jump yeah, into that? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Because so, what, what I understand, you grew up, like, out in, like, what, one of the Dakotas, right? I'm sorry, it's hard to keep track yeah, of South, There's two yeah, of them. Yeah, I grew, up in, I grew up in South Dakota in a, um, in a little farm town just north of the biggest city, which is Sioux Falls. So I grew up in a town called Del Rapids, and... Um, 3,000 people. I graduated like a class of 30. But um, like, even though I was like, a, you know, like a kid, kid in the 80s, like I consider myself an 80s kid, not a 90s kid, because I had a cool older sister. Yeah. So like, you know, like in 87, we're like, oh, she's got me into like Metallica and Slayer and shit like that, dude. Like already. Yeah. Like she'd spike my hair. Like, <laughs> Spike my hair for me in the morning. She helped me draw the Metallica logo on the back of my jean jacket when I was like eight, dude. Like, that's awesome. like she was, and then you know, like she's a few years, like just I can't even think of this. A few years ago, just before like I met my wife, I was at home, I was visiting home, and I was just fucking. Or actually, no, my wife and I have been dating for just a little bit, 
and she was coming to meet me in South Dakota for Thanksgiving, and I was fucking wasted at the bar. My sister came and picked me up, and she's got helmet fucking cranked. You know, like, yeah. I was like, you know, like, even though we're different, a lot different now, you're still cool as fuck, Shauna. I, like, <laughs> love her, you know? But the thing was, in that tiny town in the late 80s there, the like, the first guys my sister was dating when she was, like, 13 and 14 and stuff, you know, like heavy metal was cool in that town. Like we had a full on satanic panic there. Like yeah, yeah. parents were scared and shit. There's <laughs> pentagrams on the bridges and stuff. Everybody was into fucking skateboarding. And we're not talking like the boat, like the, the 90s little wheels thing. We're talking about real, like it was like the mo- It was like, it was like hooking the daggers basically from thrashing. <laughs> and those were the people like that. My sister was hanging out with like her first boyfriend had a had a Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys backpack. Oh, nice! And I just remember, yeah, <laughs> I, like I remember that distinctly. You know what I mean? And like, I also remember too buying my first tape when I was seven at a Kmart when I visited my mom in Iowa, and it was a thrash metal. It was a comp called Thrash Metal, and literally the first song on there was "Evil Has No Boundaries" from Slayer. <laughs> then it was Hook and Mouth from Megadeth, and then Caught in the Mosh, um, Mistress of Pain from Death Angel. Uh, I'm Alive from Halloween. Um, Me Against the World, Lizzie Borden. Um, I can't was remember. That a, was that a Megaforce tape? I think so. Sabotage was on there. Yeah, I think I used to have that tape. Tw- not yeah, not yeah, an original, but I had one at some point. Yeah. Yeah, 24 Hours Ago from Sabotage was on there. Like the dude with like the fucking spiky guitar sitting on the metal throne, the Scully guy. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I bought it because of that. And I was like, it was like five bucks, but I got to hear all these sick bands. But like the first thing that popped out of there was fucking like evil. My words of fire. You know what I mean? I'm like, what, dude? So cool. <laughs> this is so cool. Well, South Dakota sounds like, awesome. <laughs> it wasn't. It totally sucks, dude. Like that's the thing is like you're into kind of scary shit like that because like I don't know like then you get into like amphetamines and stuff. in high in high school dude it's a one-way street teenage yeah teenage pregnancy and dirt weed and (laughs) fucking methamphetamines man that's what it that's the road it's going down dude but like and then my sister too also there's this thing i have to go to i have to put in here because like i was listening to i never even listened to the peer pleasure podcast but that's really cool actually he gets really deep with his guys on there and like he was talking to i think nate newton um from converge and then i i was listening to another nate newton podcast with him somebody else and like i think the biggest thread through a lot of all of us is skateboarding especially if you saw thrasher magazine in the 80s dude in the late 80s and early 90s because you had like notes from the underground and zounds and stuff you know and because of that like like my sister helped me get a subscription to that too so like um, and like, actually, you know, I grew up on, I actually grew up on a real corn farm, but my dad was a carpenter. So we had these outbuildings that were heated where he worked. So he actually built me a little wooden skate park in there too. So oh, I could wow. skate in the winter. It's pretty, it was That's sick. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, get, let me spray paint my shit because I'd watch thrashing and gleaning the cube every other day. I had them <laughs> on VHS and like warm out, you know? Um, so like I, the thread is something that I think is super important. It's like Thrasher magazine and skateboarding, like in like punk rock and whether it was metal or punk, like you, I think they all get to come, they have all come to get like come together as a family now. But like, I can think of even like 
even beyond that where I like, and you know, we'll probably get into this with all the influences that I try to express in my music. Like I discovered like DOS effects and Gangstar through Thrasher magazine, you know, like really good, true hip hop stuff. And even like I bought a Smith's record because Nodis was wearing a meet his murder shirt, you know, like, um, I got Pixies record because of that. I had Nirvana Bleach on tape when it came out because there was a picture of them, like, you know, him stage diving in Notes from the Underground, pre-Nevermind. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to, and Misfits too and stuff because all those dudes had Misfits shirt on. And I want to say that probably at the time I didn't understand some of it, you know, mm-hmm. but like definitely like later on down the road, I'd re-listen to those things and they click with me even more. Like, sure. Like, I think I fucking, she think I fucking hated that Smith tape when I was a kid. But, like, now that I'm, like, now that I'm, like, making sad boy goth industrial, like, post-metal stuff, like, I'm always, I, I actually prefer Morrissey solo stuff, but I'm blasphemous like that. I don't know. know, I don't know that I've, I've been converted to, like, the Smiths or Morrissey yet. I don't think it's even happened. I don't know that I've even given it a chance. I just, I'm still, I'm still a hater um, without, without any good reason. But it's funny, the, the, a lot of things you're saying there. Oh, there's, like, there's no, 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 Dan. There's plenty of good reasons to hate the Smiths and Morrissey. Trust me, dude. I'm sure, yes. <laughs> but the, the, uh, the, the, the gateway of skateboarding, I talk about it all the time. Um, maybe not on the podcast, but I say it all the time. There's, I got into so much shit from skateboarding, like you're talking about. Um, and, some of, and some of it, not most, <laughs> all right, about 50% of it, not good. You know, but... Like, yeah. like I always say, skateboarding. Skateboarding is the gateway, and you want to. That's the quickest sure. way. That's the quickest way to smoke weed is to start skateboarding. Um, Certainly, yeah. Or, or <laughs> you know, cheap beers and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. And like um, banging your head, dude. Fucking, uh, yeah, head trauma. Like, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. But then the other thing is though too. So you, you, you are an individual trying to conquer something every with it yeah. and you look at land you look at landscapes differently too forever and it's you and your yeah and it's <laughs> you and your friends like conquering this stuff but it's also a power of your own will oh and no, no there's there's so, i'm so glad i got it. there's you, so much self there's you, so much exploration and there's there's so much good that came out of skate for me i, I love and how the about like into it. you you fucking fall and get hurt and get up and yeah. do it again like, how deep is that lesson as a kid, right. dude? You don't realize it at the time because you're just trying to crush, kill, destroy. But, like, that shit's deep, dude. Like, skaters are survivalists now. Like, ultimate, I think. Yeah. I think that that's why so many of them are in bands and tour and they're just, like, <laughs> do DIY shit, you know? Because we, like, know how to be like, fuck you, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great, and 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 like you like you were saying with the Thrasher, I'm I'm a couple years younger than you, and to me it wasn't necessarily Thrashers, it was this, it was skate videos, it was four one one, it was the I remember the first four one one video I ever saw, it had like Doctor Octagon and like all sorts of like just different different music that I wasn't exposed to because um, I was already into like you know the shit in the '90s, but there was just so much more like that's the way I got underground music with skate videos. You know, that's and yeah. or, or magazines like you're saying. But anyway, what? So, so that's how you got into all and discovered all this. And likewise for myself. Um, but when did you start actually playing music? When did I start playing music? Um, I think I was got a guitar when I was 13. Barely ever played it. Friend left a drum set at my house because we were fucking around. I think when I was 15. 
and um like most kids but differently so i um watched the video before that drum set when nevermind came out i watched you know it smells like teen spirit was always on yeah and i watched dave Grohl in a remember and i remember the hi-hat thing are you still there i think my ipads are losing my ipods are like getting yeah yeah i'm here did i lose you no okay oh i lost my i lost my right one that's fine (laughs) so i'll just pick up my phone when the other one dies so like (laughs) I remember watching the uh, him lifting lifting up the hi hat, so I would sit and like pretend to play like that to that song. That so when my friend left that, and I was on pillows and my lap and shit. So when my friend left that drum set at my house, I sat down and fucking rocked the four four beat, dude, and I loved it. Um, and I'm I'm always be a drummer by trade. So, um, yeah. That's how, that's when I started, probably 15. I got into my first band when I was 17, I think, um, after my first stint at rehab. I met some dudes. Um, and I got my first drum set, my own drum set. Um, and it was honestly, so it was like 97, 98. Um, and that's when I got into hardcore, too. Yeah. That's when I discovered, like, Converge and shit. And, like, it, we were starting to head in towards the Hydrahead era of experimental hardcore yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I got to see Neurosis way before that, which changed my fucking life. They've been my favorite band probably since I was 15 years old, dude. That's a but great like, choice. Yeah, but they're, like, to me, they'll always be a hardcore band. Right. They were the reason why I can hear certain – they're the reason why – honestly, I'll even put it out. Like, there's a reason why I can hear, like, the heaviness and Sade's Lover's Live record. Like, <laughs> it's a thing about – it's a thing about vibe, like, yeah. and art, you know? So, um, I – uh but until then, I was pretty much a metal kid. But like, I started playing with these older dudes um, that were older punk rocker, like metal guys in the town um, uh, north of me or south of me. They're the big town, Sioux Falls. Um, and it was weird because it almost predated like new American metal, like Lamb of God, Kill Switch kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. there was like some melodic, like Gothenburg death metal style influences in the guitar playing. But then there was like some new metal bounty shit because that was around at the time too. And then there was, we had breakdowns in there because I was into hardcore. So I was like trying to insert like as much like into that shit. Right. right. So, and I, and I was playing, I played with those guys till I left South Dakota in 2000. And you left South Dakota for where? Chicago, Colorado, Colorado, Western Colorado. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I lived in Grand Junction for a little bit, and then I lived in Denver for a little while, and then 2004, I moved to Minneapolis. Um, and then I uh, fucked around this little bit of a Doom project and with some guys with with, a, with some guys from Exam. Um, one of the guys from Exam, Examination of the, and then my friend mm-hmm. Micah, who ended up starting. We started Wolfhammer in 2008. 2008. So I was thinking, yeah. you, I think Wolfhammer was around before that, but I guess not. Um, no. But you you had uh, considerable we'll say considerable success for a, an underground band with Wolfhammer at least at least that you put out quite a few records uh, with Wolfhammer. Totally. Um, what, how long did you do that, and why did that end? Well, I quit in 2015. I fucking like I moved to Chicago. Like so, things split up. Moved to Chicago right when I literally moved. Chicago we recorded Obsidian Planes mm-hmm. um, but that was just me and Jeff and Andy and that was after like um, the first lineup kind of fizzled and changed and stuff um, 
and I'll just admit it. Like now I moved to Chicago to do drugs, basically, <laughs> you know, with my friends. Right. So, um, I, like I was, I, and even in Minneapolis just before that, I was on a really, really, really trying to like, um, find the bottom of the rock and then try to find another rock underneath that one and maybe another rock underneath that one and, and crush it up and snort it. Like, like, so like, you know, all that mess, all that fire, there's some legal trouble in there too and stuff. And then in 2015, I like, I basically just burned, I, I'd like tossed a Molotov cocktail behind me, burned a bunch of bridges, quit wolf hammer and got clean. Before I almost, well, I almost killed myself, and then I got clean. Yeah, well, that's how that all went. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds sounds like a, a rocky time. Um, with it a was good, very, with was, a good ending at least. Um, I can relate yeah, totally. in a, in a little bit in that, and and only in I said a little bit in that when I moved to Baltimore, it was it was strictly basically strictly to party and go to hardcore shows, and I did that for quite a few years until. Until I had a kid, and then I realized I needed to get the hell out of there. Um, so, that, not not to the severity or anything, but I but I do I understand the uh, the lure of just going somewhere to a big city just to have a good time. Like I, I was there, you know. Well, I feel it wasn't even to have a good time. I felt like it could disappear into into something. There was a almost a a Levian fucking desire to be a werewolf or something. I don't know. Do you know? Like, yeah. like, do what thou wilt, bullshit or whatever. Like, right, right. I, 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 heard, I heard a lot of people. Like, I, I apologize to you all, and they don't have to accept it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, but I just there was I, I didn't see any way out at the time other than to quit that band. Could, was it was just I could think to do? Un, uh, was it was it an unhealthy relationship with that? Is that what, I don't know intensified? Well, I don't know. There was an unhealthy relationship with my entire existence. So I started with, after I, I, I started with that, I blew that up. Then I blew up some really close relationships. And then I, like, made a plan. But then I went to a doctor. That's that's it, really. I mean, it's not just it, but that's yeah, kind of yeah, how yeah. it went. Right. Yeah. It was the first thing I could, like, tan- well, because the thing was, I was trying to hurt people around i was trying to hit back to and hurt people so i was like i'm gonna fucking fuck this up for you guys because like i thought that by me quitting like somehow that that would burn that that whole that whole like building down but they did just fine without me for a little bit there it seemed like so um and did that did that make things seeing that did that make things worse for you no it it was immediately a relief that was an immediate relief for sure. Um, but I was still like getting fucking high. So there was a few more like terrible instances that needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, all right. So you yeah. do that, you get, you get, you get clean. Do you stay in Chicago or do you, do you get out of there? Yeah, no, I stayed in Chicago. And here's the funny thing about being in Philly now. So like just before I met my wife, I thought about moving to either Boston or Philadelphia. Cause I have friends in both places here mm-hmm. from touring. Like I love these two, love these two cities, you know, um, and I just thought I should get out, but then I met my wife, and she's fucking incredible. So I had to, I had to stick around for that, you know. So, so then, 
Are you? Are we trying to lead up to where I got into Lotus Thrones here? Where I started yeah, doing that? yeah, that was that was that's where I'm headed. Well, then this 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 will be part of it then. So then we had our daughter in 2017. Um, yeah, 2017. Yeah, and then in 2018 we decided to move back to South Dakota, where I'm from, because the economy's good there. Like schools are good it's an easier life money goes really far you know i ended up opening a business with some old friends opening a tattoo shop and then we were fucking my wife makes it so lovers in wartime mm-hmm. the the title of the record is definitely metaphoric for like what was happening with like that record's all like not just pandemic stuff but just like the suffering we were that was taking place for us in this really fucking isolated place actually like we sh- like I, I remembered the many reasons why we left there, like shortly after we had been there, you know, but we were, my wife and I don't really fight. We don't really agree to disagree. We just know that when we disagree, you know, yeah. and then we're pretty good at moving on with it actually. And like, we know we love each other. We just knew we disagreed about something. There's no reason to beat it to death, but we were really unhappy and we thought it was us. We realized it was where we were living. I like, we literally had like a rom-com moment where I go, you fucking hate it here, don't you? And she's like, I'm trying to make it work. And I go, I fucking hate it here too. Let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here, dude. Cause it's like fucking, like, I don't know who you voted for or whatever, but that place is fucking MAGA country and they don't believe COVID is real. Well, like, no, I, fucking... I've, I've been, uh, lately I've been just so people are clear when I say other things that I voted by, I voted for Biden by mail. Just so, just so when I say things that 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 people like far left are like, you're fucking, you're, you know, they, they they act like I'm being, you know, a MAGA guy. I'm like, hey, listen, I voted by for Biden by mail, so I'm, you know, by mail, yeah, yeah. fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like I live, and here's the thing about here's the thing about oh, like whatever. If I'm gonna, I like to, I like to put it down to them about this. If you want to know how bad Trump was, I voted for a probable rapist and warmonger in order to get Trump out of office. Right, right, right. Like, Biden is just George Bush light. He's a piece of shit. No, he dude. sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his fucking, the administration he was in was bloody-minded, dude. Right. Like, the fucking, the kill count that, that's on his hands is disgusting, dude. So, like, but he, I literally couldn't take any more of this other, like, while they might be completely off their fucking rockers at certain things, at least they know that women need to be able to do what they want with their bodies. People need to be able to be people, you know, and like maybe some social programs might actually work if they were to do it right, but they don't know how to do that shit right. You know, but back to it. So yeah, South Dakota, we fucking hated it. Um, But Right around the time that we decided that we were going to move, just before that, my wife had gotten me, uh, for my birthday, my 40th, I had gotten an electronic drum set because we were supposed to go to California, and I was going to get tattooed by one of my heroes, and then pandemic, all that shit, you know. So yeah, it's like yeah. jamming with some friends, and I wanted an easier way to record, and they've gotten so good. Like, the electronic drum sets have gotten so good, and then, like, you have, like, all these these programs and stuff that you can run with a, your DAW and, and like I discovered like my friend Devin who does this thing called uh, Lung Lust in, in in Boston he like he basically taught me how to record by him just him and I just messing around he was sending me some like cool hardcore riffs and stuff like that which I'm hoping at some point here me him and I will get back to because we have something special going on with that but he's we're we're both um, 
busy with our, our things right now. But in fact, I might text him tomorrow and be like, yo, riff me, buddy. <laughs> but like, um, he basically taught me how to record over email, you know, and texting and like, um, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. My other iPod, I, I, whatever those things are, the fucking white things <laughs> in my ears died. Gotcha. So, um, and shortly after we decided to, to move away, which expo- moved exponentially fast, actually, after because we were like, first it was like six months, and then it turned to like two, because we were like, this, is so, this place sucks. We moved out of South Dakota in the middle of winter, like almost, or like the end of winter, which is like hell there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, well, like, it's going to interrupt you just for a minute, just so I can tell you what like my imagination of South Dakota and probably like the four states that surround it it's just desolate i don't have any idea oh, it's completely. i have like like but you, but you gotta you gotta you, i wish i could explain it correctly the way i see it in my mind it's just like long straight road and there's it's, a house yeah, no it's them. like it's literally if you read the road from cormac mccarthy that's what it's like okay like de- highly depressing and sad <laughs> and long and fucking gray in the wintertime and just like ugh, it's gross dude it sucks and then there's like there's such this bubble there that's so like and they like talk about it like they're offended that they're fly over being you don't know how we are and all this shit and it's like no you actually don't know how the real world is outside of you okay <laughs> you guys have your little bubble and maybe texas and then those four square states over there should be sanctioned off and everybody that doesn't want to get vaccinated can go live there in those two places <laughs> yeah and then we'll then then we'll see how that science experiment do you know what i mean right yeah so, <laughs> um, um so like i was listening to um so i'm doing this stuff with my friend but like i'm waiting on and i'm it's also jamming with some other friends and stuff too but like i'm waiting on other people and like i'm like really i'm insane i have to do things all the time so i was listening to i listen to rock for light probably i still probably listen to rock for light from bad brains like once a week at least right. um and then um i was on a godflesh kick like a broderick kick like a godflesh godflesh like jsu kick and i think i was even listening to, like avalanche and stuff like that but like um i was listening I, I used to sing that song off rock for life the the reggae song the um i and i survived to my mm-hmm. daughter because it's got a cool melody and I didn't really know any other songs, so that's why I'd sing to her at night. And then we'd listen to that on vinyl and she loved the funny noises that HR would make. She thought they were hilarious. <laughs> right. So, like, um, I was just, like, listening to that and I was like, what if this was, like, slowed down even more and it was, like, all delay instead of just, like, like staccato reggae chops? Like, what if it was delayed? And then what if, like, Justin Broderick was... Right. So there's this shitty pawn shop across the street from the tattoo shop I had. I found a $100 guitar in there, and I had ordered a MIDI controller and a, um, an interface. And I was like, I'm going to try to make this thing that I think I, I hear in my head. And that was the first song I did with for Lotus Thrones was the Bad Brain. Three weeks later, I had a record. Wow, that quickly. Yeah, it just I. That's how things work with me. I like once once it's unloaded, just get out of my way. My wife will tell you, tell anybody about that with me. Once he decides to do something, he's just gonna do it, dude. And like then he does it, and it's like he doesn't really like. It's not like he just did a little project. No, he now he's gonna release a record, dude. But it wasn't like my intention with it. Like I just kept making and making, and I was having fun. And I think with all my experience with other bands 
And then the little bit I was taught, I was able to sort of fumble my way through it because I use logic too. And Apple project products are like pretty intuitive. Mm -hmm. So it was relatively easy to learn a lot of stuff. And then, you know, like I, like I have Sanford Parker on speed dial. I, cause he's one of my best friends in the world. And then he's done all that work for me. So it was like, yo, what do you think of this? And what do you think of this? And he was highly encouraging. And then Jeff, Jeff Wilson from, you know, that I was in Wolfhammer with, he does crow waves and like he owns disorder and all that. Like he was super encouraging. Like everybody that I, get, I played stuff for was like, Holy crap, this is good. Keep going, keep going. So like, then we were like, let's just throw it up. That's, that's awesome. And that, that's a hell of a resource having Sanford Parker. And also I had to mention that that new Chrome waves record is excellent as well. Um, but better than the new death heaven <laughs> to, to be to be fair to death heaven i don't i i know i've listened to it but i don't know that i've listened to it i was just making it. a joke about about shoegaze metal i actually yeah. love the new death heaven record but like i biasly think the chrome waves is better because that's my family and i love it, so that's all the reason yeah. you need um, so yeah totally <laughs> i think it's interesting that the the bad brains cover was the first first thing that you did um which of course is on lovers in wartime that's the. I think that's the only time, the only Bad Brains reggae song that I can stand. I f- I love the Bad Brains, but I feel like the reggae is so bad. Um, but, but yeah, like like um like rally round Ija and shit like that. That stuff's terrible, dude. <laughs> but like, um, but yeah, I and I survive is incredible, and it's sad. Like it's it's a bummer. It's really not even sad. It's just. Uh, melancholy for yeah, sure yeah you know we used to um, i, I used could to, just i used to practice my band my band i had in baltimore used to I, I, I might have told this in the podcast before but whatever we used to practice in a warehouse in baltimore and the room next to us was hr's bedroom and he oh, no huh? just lived in this warehouse and uh it was it was so strange i mean like like uh he had a lot of strange interactions with that guy. This is like mid two thousands, mid to late two thousands. Um, so it's like a very very strange time for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, like at at the time, you know, didn't have a lot of context and understand what was exactly going on with him. But uh, but yeah, I don't think a lot of people really had a context for what's going on with people like that. So maybe even the last half a decade. Yeah, no. <laughs> to be able to to, rec- to be able to recognize mental health like that, you know. No, I mean, but like, we sh- we should have known because he would do crazy things. He would, co- I remember he he came to a show. He would you know show up at shows. He'd get all you know everybody. Everybody knows who HR is, so he's going to get a lot of attention. And I remember one time he just he made he comes to the sidebar and he just makes a uh, he makes like a he stands against the wall and makes like a horseshoe around him with guitar cabinets and he's wearing like a bulletproof vest. And he just stands there and prays for like an hour, right? And then everybody, because it's HR, they, they, they always manage to get him on stage for something. And somebody tries to play reggae and then he sings and he sells and he yells something like, don't step on the corn for like four minutes straight. And it's just, and at the time you're like, what the fuck? This is so bizarre. But you're all just drinking and partying and not realizing like, this is, this is like, there's something wrong here, you know? And like in hindsight, yeah, totally. but hindsight like, it's like, oh my wow. gosh. Look at this event we're at where HR's doing this thing, not realizing that, yo, maybe this guy probably needs some help, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, that was about, that was just my HR my HR anecdote and the but the but but it's interesting to me that that's that that's where 
Lotus Thrones started. What's where the name Lotus Thrones come from? Well, so um, it got pretty, and then just before I got those drums and all that, like right when lockdown started, I was actually probably a weight over two hundred and fifty pounds. I had really blown up, so I was like just chilling at home. So I just started doing yoga, and then I started doing yoga with John Porcel or Paraman Paramananda Das, mm. as he should be known. Um, well, Porcel from Judge. Um, I started doing yoga online with him. Um, and I'm definitely not of any denomination, and I'm probably more of a Buddhist than anything, but i also not a good Buddhist because I eat it. But, like, I, uh, um, he exposed, he, I used to really, I, you know, back in the 90s, like, through other bands, like, even, like, VOD, stuff like that, you know, like, you get into, like, some Buddhist philosophy, things like that and shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, you know, I really, I delved deep, I read the Gita, I read, a, got way more into, like, the Buddhist th- thought stuff, though, but I was doing yoga, but all of these deities sit on a lotus throne. It's a, it's a throne on, upon which a deity sits. Or even, like, you'll see gurus sitting upon them sometimes, too, and stuff. Um, and they're beautiful. And, you know, it's a seat of power. And those two words together sound really fucking strong and beautiful, too. That's the thing. When I saw it, like, I saw it in a tattoo reference guide, actually. It was, like, a set of lotus thrones. Like, a bunch of different references for lotus thrones. And I was like, man, that just sounds fucking strong dude like those two words together are like invoke invoke a feeling you know like even beyond that but it's definitely deeper for me because like i'm off my yoga my like my my asana game like my physical yoga game but i'm always trying to like practice like spiritual yoga as much as possible you know throughout my day because there's so much more to it than like down dogs and lululemon like (laughs) yoga is how you yoga is like what you the first principles of yoga are, are, are what you eat and how you talk. Like it's what goes in and what comes out. Those are the first two things you think about actually before it, three is called asana or what that's like the physical aspect of it, you know, but it's so, so been so whitewashed for white women, you know, and I mean, like, so they, uh, they, they would hate to know that they're like, you know, like when they're pointing their fingers in the sky in prayer that it's actually a, you know, like a mudra for the goddess Kali, who's like a murderous, venomous, like revengeful god. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They wouldn't want to know about that. <laughs> no, that doesn't fit in. Rest yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm going to go get my latte after this. And um, we got, we're going to do some Botoxing later. Hey, well, it is pumpkin you know, spice season. Hey, actually, that, that's the thing is, I was going to make a joke. I'm sitting outside on my porch right now because it's typo negative weather, and I'm so happy, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, man, but you know what sucks about that? It's typo negative. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part no, of it. No. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's one I can't do. But I, but, <laughs> but. All right, so so the name Lotus Thrones has its beautiful meaning, right? But the but the sound of Lotus Thrones is rather bleak. Is that do you know, or is is that supposed to sound like that to me, or am I hearing it differently I'm, than I you're mean, intending? It, 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 no, it is what it is. It's whatever it is that needs to be at the time. Those songs kind of. I'm just a vessel for those songs to happen. That was the thing about like having, you know, like. 
I mean, I I put I think what eight songs on that record, eight seven, or, eight or, or nine eight. or something like that. Yeah, you would um, know better. There was than another me. like, um, there was more after that immediately. I have my second record done already, and then I sent you that EP, yeah, um, already. Which I think if uh, we talked right, this is going to drop right around the same time as that. It's going to drop, so yes, it won't be. A, so. yeah. It's a surprise. The surprise drop. So put this out after October 27th. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, October 27th is like a Wednesday, right? Yeah, I'm just, who gives a fuck, dude? Right, no, I'm that's, drop that's it on a Wednesday. you can do it whenever you, you do whatever you want. Exactly, dude. Like, I was talking to, like, like, this one of my guys, like, one of my people in, like, the team, and they're like, well, maybe you should. I'm like, who gives a fuck, dude? Like, there's a, like, I, did you get to listen to it yet? Yes, that yeah, EP? a few times today, yeah, yeah. So, that second song is about werewolves on speed and it's a total fucking like industrial dance number. It needs to be out for Halloween, dude. And then there's a Sam Hain cover. It needs it, to be out for Halloween. There is. So you're going to hear the cat food dispenser going off right now. Oh, that's good. That's, oh, so you got to cool. wait it out. <laughs> it's automatic. Yeah. 10 o'clock. So, well, I guess the timer's off, but yeah, but uh, okay. So, um, so it's funny that, well, fuck. I, the, no, I'm going to ask you it now. You said there's a song about the werewolf. What? The werewolf. Um... Werewolves are on speed. That's, werewolves on speed? Okay. Lincoln's... Well, one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, called Lick and Throw Cardiology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so one of my favorite questions that I've been asking since I think the first interview I ever did on, the first interview I ever did on this podcast, this is one of my questions. And uh, it's. I knew this in... was coming. Yeah. You, you, you figured it out. The, what yeah. would a werewolf go to a doctor or a veterinarian? What do you think? Oh, I think after listening to um, the Lion's Daughter podcast yeah. today, I think that <laughs> it would go to a werewolf hospital. <laughs> I think fair. it would go. We to didn't know Rick's. there was an option. I think it would so. go. I think it would go to Rick's werewolf hospital, <laughs> and, then, and then it would go to my lick and throat cardiology department. There you go. We're That's starting. It would it's, go. It's perfect. It's you got it all figured out then. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, I, I like geared. I, I like wanted to gear up for tonight. I was like, man, I'm like, I'm like, what which one do I want to listen to? And I love that new Lions Daughter record. And then I didn't even know he did. They those guys did that with Sanford till I listened to that today. But I like saw Rick at Decibel Fest this weekend, and I went up to him. I was like, yo, dude, I love your band. <laughs> I like fucking like your shit. Super cool. And then I was like, wait a minute. So I actually messaged him on Instagram today. I was like, yo, dude. Um, we basically like let's be friends. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you, we should be we should be friends because we like the same shit. There's, a, there's enough in common, I think. Yeah, I think I think that. I also want to buy one of his. I want to buy one of his Howard the Duck duck titties paintings really bad. <laughs> Have you seen those? No, I haven't. It sounds fantastic. So his 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 personal Instagram's called Let the Clowns Touch You, <laughs> and he is a paint. Rick from The Lion's Daughter is a painter. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't know we he, talked about that when yeah. I talked to him. No, you should have. He, he, and he does paintings like he did a cover, a version of Seasons in the Abyss, but it's Howard the Duck's face on it. <laughs> like, or actually, no, it's the girl from, it's the girl duck from Howard the Duck, the one in the bathtub, like with the boobs hanging out from uh, the 80s. I don't know if you saw that movie. I, I, but like, I remember it. I don't, I don't know that I remember yeah, that scene. Yeah, yeah. But I he like, he's like, does, he does these, he does these the Howard the Duck paintings that are just I think I love them. They're, that's that's they're, great. They're, they're they're bizarre. 
they're fucking bizarre and wonderful. So I was just like, after I listened to that, I was like, yo, I'm going to message Rick and be like, hey, dude, I'm that asshole that bugged you at that show. Let's be friends, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like hoping I'd get the werewolf question tonight. No, you got it. You got it. That's, that's I, I, I'm telling you, that was, the, that was on the first, that was among the first questions. Ben Hutcherson from Chemist was the first person I ever talked to on here. And well, first that wasn't a friend of mine, and I think I think that was asked back then, and it's uh, it continues to to sporadically pop in whenever there's a werewolf related uh, conversation. The other one that I like to ask, and just because I don't think I don't know if you might have heard this one on something else, I don't know, but uh, this one it was just by personal experience, and it's about conjoined twins. Have you heard me ask this to anybody? No, I have not yet. Okay, so and this is I don't. It's just a you tell me. Are okay. Are conjoined twins one or two things? Okay. Um, they they are two individuals in a symbiotic relationship. I actually was just thinking about this uh, in a way, but totally different. Two of my friends just had their ten year anniversary, actually, um, and they are two of the coolest individuals ever. But together, they are this symbiotic organism and one of the most beautiful relationships in the world. And they also make this music called Youth Code. Okay, yeah, I know Youth um, Code, yeah. Yeah, but they, so in a way, they're like conjoined twins to me, but not <laughs> twins. But they, so they um, have to buy two plane tickets, though. But if a conjoined twin okay. is, is just like, you know, shares a body that like splits at the uh i don't know at the yeah at the so they only need they only need yeah they only need one plane ticket really right yeah so does that make them one thing i think that they would i think that they would consider themselves a team yeah that's a, a one team yeah 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 right, that's that's fair i think if you i think if you ask them their opinion they'd be like we're a fucking team let's that's fuck a... shit up dude <laughs> and they dunk on you yeah that's, that's yeah that's... totally yeah for sure one tosses the other one in the air and shit yeah, like seven feet tall yeah totally right. so um thank you for entertaining my questions for by the way um so but... okay so back to the i'm gonna get back to the bleakness thing yeah yeah, yeah, you, though. yeah like because i know that that's throughout i just like um i'm making the music that I'm making a version of the music I like that I would like to listen to like naturally. And I'm not like, I don't sit down when I make a Lotus Thrones like song. I don't like have any intentions. Sometimes it starts with a synth. Sometimes it starts with the wrist. Sometimes it starts with just me playing drums, you know, but like I allow it to happen on its own. Um, and I don't force it ever. So that's where like, even so I think like even though the bleakness comes through on a song like that that um Lickanthrope uh cardiology, mm-hmm. that werewolf song there, like I still think that song's fun. Yeah. Like I yeah. hear just as much like that's the thing is like or even like diametric retrograde. Like like wow, that is a depressing and bleak song. At the same time it's got a bounce to it because I still love this like there's and there's humor and there's a lot of humor in my lyrics that I don't think comes across and that's from my my love of sisters of mercy and shit like that like mm-hmm. like uh just like little dark jokes in there and stuff but i don't like it's not that i intend to it to do it that way it's just that that's what happens and you know it's a i, I think it's cool and I, that's what i like to listen to anyways you know that, that's so, interesting you say that I, I, and hold on can i say something i was i was uh i was reading some reviews 
for uh, for lovers in wartime today, and a lot of people seem kind of hung up on the lyrics. Not hung up, but they they comment on the lyrics and how negative they are. Do you feel like yeah, people no, are I missing a lot of people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bummed a lot of people. Like, I bummed the angry metal guy out. Yeah, that was, like, that was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what? I trolled him because I thought it was funny. I was like, hey, man, you owe me two more stars for me bumming you out because I thought you were angry. They, <laughs> like, commented on it, dude. Like, and he never commented back. I wanted to, like, I wanted to, like, fucking have a conversation on the internet because, like, that shit's stupid and a fun waste of time, you know? But. <laughs> He didn't fucking take my bait, dude. <laughs> like, ooh, the angry... I, I made the angry metal guy in a bad mood, dude. I'm is, like... Is the angry yeah, metal dude. guy just one guy? I don't, I don't go no, there I think often. He's a, I, think it's a, I think it's a few definitely fucking dorks in their basement, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, with opinions. Um, but, but, like, I don't, like... I don't know. I, uh... Um, I, yeah, I couldn't believe that with some of them. <laughs> like, that they were so bummed out by it. Like, whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe next time I'll talk about, like, people eating each other in Satan or something. Yeah. That's, that's fun. You know, that's that's a, that's a thing that, that I get. I've always been frustrated by is how there will be... It's usually directed at, like... It's usually directed at, like, pretty basic, dumbass hardcore. You know, where it's like, these lyrics are so yeah. fucking stupid. And okay, they are. But that's it's always coming from... The goat head soup uh, and For and, sure. and gore metal like stuff. It's like, what do you got? What do you think? What do you think totally, you're doing? You know? like, like, don't you realize you're that's just stupid thing. too? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like where like I don't know. Maybe I. That's where like even like I'm not like even if I'm making a Lotus Round song or writing lyrics, I'm not trying to like here and there. I'm telling stories, you know, mm. and I'm trying to fit words together. But like, it's also like from the heart. You know what I mean? I don't think that maybe, like, I think maybe people don't like the vulner. Like, my, I'm pretty vulnerable in a lot of spots on that record, and I think that that makes people uncomfortable. Sure. Like, when I'm, when I'm screaming, you're too fucking close to me, like, everybody knows that feeling. But, like, you know, I was, even when I, like, wrote that part, I was like, this is uncomfortable for me to sing about, but I'm going to do it, you know? Um, And I, even when I listen to that, it's like fatigue now, it makes me uncomfortable still in an awesome way because i'm like this this is a cool song but jesus christ some dark shit on there dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is and, and and i mean i'd say all of in my from my perspective all of lovers in wartime is pretty dark um even going from from the cover art which uh the cover art which appears to me to be like a bird's foot a mushroom and maybe some blood or something what is this where did this come from? Is this something that you, you had made just, or saw okay. somewhere? No, I I discovered it. I just it's from Sally Mills. I just like I look at a lot of photography, and there's this hashtag called Dark Macro um, that I I follow, um, and you'll see a lot of cool photography through it. And like that image popped up, and I was like, "That's fucking it, dude!" Right there. I actually took a screenshot and sent it to Jeff, and I was like, "This is the record cover." He's like, "This is sick, dude." Like it had no, like for my EP that's coming out. And then I'm going to have this same guy do the, the artwork for my next full length too. I just discovered him and he's relatively unheard of. Um, this is this guy, Toby, who does shadow cartography, follow shadow, tar- shadow cards. It's at shadow cartography. Like follow this dude. Like he does this, like he takes all these photographs of nature and then fractalizes them 
and then and they're it's beautiful beautiful stuff and then he just does regular photography stuff too but like i was um i i didn't have a sequence for that record till i saw that artwork or sally's stuff you know yeah yeah and then i actually think i wrote a couple more songs around that to make it kind of feel like it fit with that so i was more inspired by her than having it inspired by me and like i think i like want to continue with that actually like when it comes to artwork with releases like because i can do artwork and i've done artwork for wolfhammer and all that stuff but i want to be inspired by somebody else when it comes to that yeah that's interesting because you're obviously you're obviously very capable of doing your own art yeah no i want like that to be like i want to be able to because i think because like even like even seeing i think some there's so many things that people bitch about you know but i even think looking at the little square on my phone's cool when i'm listening to something i like the cover it's right there yeah you know what i mean i i could bitch that it's not a vinyl or a cd but you know what there's a cool picture there and i could like I can dissect it in my own way and enjoy it in a convenient way while I'm listening there. The same way when I listen to a record at home, you right, know, right. I just have to, I have to enjoy it for its purity of what it is at that, you know, and it's the purity of convenience, but there's still a piece of art there. So it's like, here's a chance for me to showcase other things I like to look at, you know, um, no way to pre- present other people. I think that that's cool. You know, like I put my record on fucking streaming and people look at it in their little square, but they see artwork from somebody else that, you know, yeah. then, then they can ask, you know, like, um, I think the only advent I, I, where I'm advantageous of being an artist is that I might not have the shittiest taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I saw Sally's stuff and I was like, this is great. So I bought four images from her. She was astounded too. She's like, you want to what? I'm like, I want to buy these four images. She's like, I've never sold anything. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, now's the time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you money and then I'm going to put it on a t-shirt and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. And that's, uh, so this is, she wasn't even somebody that's, that does this, you know. Regularly. No, she doesn't. No. When I hit her up, she was like, so what is it it's like metal stuff and she's like yeah she's like i never really got into metal and she's like really into old genesis and i was like oh like foxtrot and lamb lies down on broadway and she's like yeah dude like we bonded over yeah. old peter gabriel yeah we brought bonded over peter gabriel era genesis and peter gabriel's like first three or four solar records too so nothing wrong like, with that no so like <laughs> you know, yeah we found something to relate to each other about and like she's just she's um she, it's at f l underscore fl underscore yte on instagram everyone should follow her it's beautiful and some of the stuff some of the other stuff is like really contemporary it'd be like in like i think it'd be some of the stuff looks like gardening type stuff that my wife would even put in our house but it's still got like a urban feel to it mm-hmm. you know like i think she could make stuff for like um whatever that is um not air ah, god damn it i can't remember the name of this place it'd be like a pier one imports or something like that yeah. you know or like even like the cool shit you'd see at target but actually cooler dude yeah. like yeah. i are um it's anthropology so like anthropology has these garden centers now and i think like i want to like i want to be her manager and get her into these places <laughs> and have her make a million dollars off white people dude that'd be pretty fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> you take her under your wing yeah not even under my i just like i just like there's so much beautiful things in the world you gotta share them well speaking speaking of something that i think that i think is beautiful about lovers in wartime 
and it's not the first time that I've really enjoyed it, is Bruce Lamont playing the saxophone. My God, right? That having safe sax with that saxy saxophone. <laughs> mm. That guy, like, all right, so I know we, we all basically, well, anytime he's referenced, Yakuza is brought up, right? But that's not where I think For of sure. him. That's not where I think of him, though. Like, I mean, I know that's, that's, I know that's where he's, what he's, you know, that's his band, right? Ever since I found it on the PRP back when I was in, I don't know, middle school, probably not middle school, whatever, high school. Um, but uh, but I, I love his touch to those two tracks. It's two tracks on Lovers in Wartime, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's very it's very cool. I assume you knew Bruce prior to doing oh, this. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, me and Brucey, we're we're all Chicago's. That metal scene was small, so like um, we just yeah. I spent a lot, spent a lot of time with Bruce um, and Sanford. Like outside of that shit, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we just like they. Bruce worked at the Empty Bottle. That's where the cool shows were at. Like him and Sanford are like the best of friends. And they like, I love those dudes. I just like Bruce is, was in my life. And I like, um, I'm really into nor like I got really into um, Norish kind of jazz stuff the past few years. And I like, I always, I had never had him on one of my records and he's been on all of our friends records and stuff. And I was like, instead of him like guesting on a song, I want to write a song for him to showcase him. Yeah. In the same sense of like Sally's art or um, Toby's art, like I want to like give a platform to somebody for them to like. So that's where I kept like my arrangement really minimal, you know, and like, um, but with still some emotion to it to allow him to like, and only gave him a couple parameters, you know, and I knew he didn't even need them to like. He actually the second song, the the first song that he's on, that song "Lovers," the um. I actually, those are kind of outtakes I sampled from the song for the stuff he did for Liber, actually. Okay. Um, because Lovers, that song itself, is a reference to almost like, um, it's a, it's a, um, like a, I can't figure out the word for it, but it's kind of like how the song The Downward Spiral is on The Downward Spiral from Nine Inch Nails. That song itself has the melody from Closer and Hurt in it, okay. both. So if you go back and listen to Lovers now, you'll hear the melodies from Fatigue and Liberate in there. Oh, actually, yeah, um, it was a, yeah, it was a way. It was this continuity thing to it, and like it was something. Actually, when I was talking to Bonazelli from Decibel when he did my interview, he was like, most people would put like one of those songs at the beginning and one of them at the end, but you have this really interesting arrangement to all of it. And I thought like that was where the sequence came in when I saw Sally's artwork mm-hmm. that helped me decide where to place those pieces too. Like, that's why I dropped the fucking Danzig death rock pounder in between. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm going to bring it up a little bit here and then we're going to really bring it to this pretty thing. That's very, still very, very, very bleak and, and like sparse. So Bruce is um, going to be on three songs on the next full length actually. So that's great. Uh, very, very extensively on this one too, actually, that I can't wait for people to. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like to hear it. I, I love the stuff he's been a part of, um, especially, uh, and I didn't think so at the time. At the time, I wasn't crazy about it, but I'm glad I got into him. Corrections House. And when, yeah, I, it's when cool, I, right? I saw them, they played in Baltimore once. And before they played, 
uh, a friend of mine was, we were standing there and neither of us were really sure about, it. I mean, we were there because of the guys who were in the band, right? You know, is you got, yeah, I, sure, yeah. I hate God and neurosis. To, neurosis. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like, of course we're here, but there wasn't that many people here. And, and he said something uh, before they started. And he's like, I, but I feel like this is going to be one of those shows where you're going to be able to say, I got to see this band. And that's exactly the way it was. Like, cause it doesn't seem Do wanna, like there was that, that many opportunities for it. Do you want to know something very special for me? With them, which Corrections House is very special. The uh, their symbol, I I designed that. Oh shit! And I got the tattoo it on. It's very cool. Yeah, I got the tattoo Scott Kelly from Neurosis. I was like, <laughs> what's going on, dude? <laughs> <laughs> with like my with my symbol like that I made for them. That's great. You know, you yeah. know, what I I really love and I listen to quite often from them is their Cortez the Killer cover. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> I got to see, I got to see. Scott Kelly do that live solo with Sanford Park or with Bruce Lamont. That's awesome. At, at the bottle that like, I cried, I cried. I, I like literally like, not like a baby, but I had a tear come out. Cause like when he slows down and says Cortez, Oh, what a killer. Like it was like, Oh my God, dude. <laughs> like one of those emotional moments that was like, you could see it, he like opened up his soul for everyone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I love vulnerability. I think vulnerability is such like a adversarial trait. It's like there's there's so much strength in it. Like I find people that that are 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 aren't afraid to be vulnerable, very very strong and intimidating actually. So I tried to be vulnerable. I think on my record because it was like it was a healing experience for me too. So like. I can actually listen to like black metal again and now and stuff. <laughs> well, I, I think you projected I would. I well, I couldn't like, I couldn't like listen up until then. Like really dark, like dark, dark stuff. Like the good dark stuff. Like it was like, like something that would be really good was too powerful. It would like give me anxiety. Where now I can enjoy that art again, like sonically. Well, I think, like I said, I think you did a good job of projecting that vulnerability on Lovers in Wartime specifically. The the four songs that you sent me today. Um, or for a new EP, I don't know if you said the title or if I know what the title or it's called it a it's called a it's called a thumbnail. I'm gonna drop four EPs actually over each season over the next year here, and then try to put it out as a double record next with. Oh, okay. Um, I have songs for all of them too already. Like started, they're not right, finished right. at all. But I have like so one the next one and like Toby has I got and that's the thing about the cool thing was. I, I like had this EP started and I was like, I'm going to drop an EP around Halloween for fun. I got these things that'll work together and I've always wanted to fucking do a Sam Hain cover. And then like, um, I saw his artwork. I was going to have him, do, have him do the next full length, but then I saw that thing. And then there's a whole series to it and there's four different ones and they have these symbols for the building blocks of life on them. Like, um, like molecule symbol kind of things, but they're just simple shapes um and then they're fractalized nature images but the, it's the color the color palettes on them are represented like they represent they look like seasons to me and there were four different ones and i was like i want to release an ep for each season digitally just drop it when i feel like it so that i can use these i just basically because i wanted to use this artwork for something because it's so fucking beautiful that's great. Like, so it's like it's happening again this time around with this music being inspired yeah, by the art. Yeah, yeah, by the, yeah, by 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 imagery. Yeah, where I'm like, okay, I have to make these things so that I can put them all out 
so that these four images can be part of this music. So, um, yeah. Well, I, I only just heard those songs today, but quick, um, by quick, uh, whatever word I'm looking for, by my quick opinion of it is that it sounds like it's a, it might be a little heavier than the lovers in wartime stuff. Definitely. The metal stuff's more coming out for sure. I think, um, I was also, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously I was, I love lovers, but it's, I, and I love it for its, its naivety and its, um, childlike quality because it's a fully everyone there's an actual recorded documentation of me learning how to make music on and write songs that's what that is all of those things there was very little much editing like he just allowed it to happen so now like those songs you hear today like are obviously are heavier because i'm also getting better at instruments and like arranging and the actual like rigmarole of making the making the pie you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, it's easier now. Um, my next rep, I can't, God damn, I kind of want to send it to you for you to check out. I got to wait till it's, it's not, <laughs> I'm going to, I have all the pre-pro done on it. And then I'm going to go to Chicago in November and Sanford and I are going to reamp all my guitars, maybe do some more analog electronics and then I'm going to redo vocals there with him. Um, and then Bruce is doing um, more saxophone for for that. So um, that one's definitely way, it's way harsher in spots for sure. Way so, more of an industrial feeling. So do you think that's, that's where Lotus Thrones is headed to, a little heavier than what's on Lovers in Wartime? Yeah, for sure. And then it also could not, Right. I can do whatever. I love it. I can do whatever I want. I was actually, Neil from, you know, you know that band Krieg? We used to yeah, speak yeah. to Neil with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me and Neil were having, I, um, he, they actually recorded for a split the other day, some of the first new Krieg material in like seven years. Um, and we were having dinner after I tattooed him and he was like, isn't it incredible that you can, you getting to do like getting to make this thing without the parameters of deciding things in a committee, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's like, I get to like, if I want to, um, I'll, I'll have surprises all the time. And, um, I even like how Rick was talking about it on your podcast, Rick from the Lion's Daughter, of like wanting to like show these things. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in a way of like, like no, I want to showcase these other parts of me. Like for me, it's adversarial too, of being like, yeah, here's heavier music, but also I'm not afraid to write a full on like possibly maybe a like epic ten minute song that sounds like Blood Flowers from The Cure. Maybe that happened and maybe it didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, that, that brings me to um, what, what we could probably be our final question here. We're going on for a little while. I don't want to go too long or else we'll lose people. But Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. This has been fun. Yeah, I love dude, this. Yeah, this is great. great. How, well, so we'll leave this as the last question. Um, how do you feel Lotus Thrones has been received so far? Are you satisfied and does it even matter? when you're doing something on your own, like, um, I'll go backwards. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I literally don't cause I was, I'm just making art for art's sake. I'm not trying to go on tour or make money or make a career out of it, making art for art's sake. So that being said, being encouraged by fellow musicians and peers that I respect and a lot of other people do to be encouraged to like share it with the world. Mm-hmm. The response response has been 
in, immensely humbling and like I'm so grateful. I can't like even like even poor angry metal guy. Like I made that guy feel something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was bad, but I still made him feel <laughs> something, you know? So right. it's like uh, I like I think it's been great. I just can't I can't I couldn't be more more happier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get my meta I've been I like to look at my metadata on streaming because you know like i'm just basically a streaming artist you know and like i've been watching like the list the 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 amount of plays go down but the consistency of listeners go up right right and i also i'm also getting messages about like when am i going to do vinyl this you know like things like that you know um and uh i uh i don't know it's just been really fucking cool i'm happy with it you know to the point where i'm just going to keep doing it because it's not like I have to worry about breaking up with anybody. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the only way that I can relate in that is that's that's like uh, me doing this is I have on whoever the fuck I want to have on here if I like music. This I know, and that's what, dude. That's why I'm. I was. That's why I messaged you when you played me at like during like the the Mastiff one, you know. Yeah. And then I looked at all of your like all the people you've had on here. I'm like, this is like my fucking playlist, dude. Like. <laughs> This guy's talking to dudes from Leeway and Time and Pressure, and then he's talking to these metal dudes and Mastiff and stuff. I'm like, him and I should be friends <laughs> because he likes a lot of different stuff, and that's my kind of friends, dude. Well, then let's be <laughs> friends, man. <laughs>
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Heath Rave of Lotus Thrones. The song you just heard, Lycanthrope Cardiology, off of the Autumnal EP, out now, available everywhere. Get it wherever you get music. It's probably there. Um, I want to thank Heath again for the for the time and conversation. I really enjoyed talking to him, and I'm glad to finally share this conversation with the rest of you. This episode's already really long. Well, long for an episode of Getting It Out podcast. We're over the hour and a half mark. I usually don't go there. So I'm going to try and wrap this up rather quickly. But I do want to tell you that gettingitout.net, as you've heard for years, is nearing nearing completion. I'm currently smushing it. If you don't know what that is, I didn't know what that was until earlier today. So don't worry. Um, I'm compressing some images to get this bad boy finally rocking and rolling on the World Wide Web. If you want to write for that website, hit me up. We can work something out. You want to do some record reviews? I got the hookup. Um, but yeah, all right. So this is episode 198. So 200 is coming real quick. I still don't know what 200 is going to be. I thought it was going to be something else, and I've decided I don't have enough time. I, I procrastinated too much. We can't do it that way. So I'm going to figure out something else for 200, or maybe nothing at all. Maybe that's episode 200, just dead silence. I like that idea. Anyway, that's going to be it for this one. But first, I want to play you a track from... Burial Waves. The song is called Lightheads and it's off of their Holy Ground EP that'll be out this week. Courtesy of Dark Operative, if you're into alternative or post-rock, Burial Waves is the band for you. They're based out of Baltimore in the Washington, D.C. area. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> 